Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio believes it's way too early for people to make conclusions or assumptions about the quarterback competition after Monday's practice in Dove Valley as the final week of OTAs continues. Plus, he gave us some news on some injury updates with several players. Not to mention, we hear a little bit more from Vic Fangio as to what he wants from inside linebacker Alexander Johnson this upcoming season. We're going to hear from Vic. We're going to hear from Alexander Johnson. We're going to go over a Broncos news and notes as one former Bronco has filed a grievance against the team. We break it down on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. You get me here five days per week on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You can follow me on social media at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on all social media platforms and make sure that you follow or subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcasting platforms, whether that's Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, not to mention video format every single day here on the YouTube channel. But Broncos Country, hope you're doing well today. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash lockdown for 300% back on your first play. But ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very fun week. Yesterday's episode of the show, we went into a little bit of a deep dive as to the offensive players, the defensive players, and members of the coaching staff that have the most to prove in 2021. And I think it rings true, especially as the final week of OTAs continues for the Denver Broncos. The quarterback competition under the spotlight and social media once again on Monday was freaking out a little bit about quarterbacks throwing interceptions, even though the pace for the wide receivers, the skill guys was full speed. Everybody else was a little bit of a lesser pace when we talk about the offensive line and the defensive line, so on and so forth. But we got some Broncos news and notes we got to get to today. We didn't get to touch on it yesterday, but former Denver Broncos offensive tackle Juwan James has filed the grievance against the NFL and the Denver Broncos, and he is seeking $15 million. And his claim is that the Broncos in the NFL, they colluded. There was collusion, folks. That they, that they were trying to aim away to not have to pay him. But I think when you look at the bread and butter, the details of the situation with Juwan James, look, I felt bad for Juwan when he had the injury happen to him. You don't want to wish injury. You don't want anything like that to ever happen to anybody. But the unfortunate nature is that he listened to the NFL PA side of thing or his agent's advice. He worked out away from the team facility. He got injured. And look, you can maybe even make the argument that Juwan James not playing football for over a year, well, technically 63 total snaps dating back to 2019, about a year and a half of not playing football, absolutely, you can maybe equate that. Maybe that's why he got injured. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to make any assumptions there, but often at times when we see players coming back from any type of injury, whether it be a knee injury, which he dealt with an MCL injury, he dealt with a meniscus injury, sometimes you can overcompensate, and then one wrong move, you can pop. I mean, that Achilles, it could be your ACL any point in time, something can change. So James is seeking $15 million from the Denver Broncos, and it's going to go before, obviously, uh, you know, the legal process in, in terms of everybody being able to review it. But I don't know if there's much case or validity to Juwan James' claim because at the end of the day, it is in writing. The NFLPA said, hey, we encourage you to work out away from the team facility. If anything, the grievance should be filed against the NFL Players Association on behalf of Juwan James' part. I don't believe that the Broncos will have to end up paying him anything. He got a lot of money from them already, not to mention, despite the fact that he tore his Achilles, he's out for the season. He just signed a two-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens to be the right tackle for them 
after 2021. So I, I don't know where it goes, but you know, we'll see if he even ends up playing a down for Baltimore. I mean, that's the real legitimate analysis that we have on Juwan James. We haven't seen him play much football, so I'm going to leave it at that. We'll, we'll get on to something else. But the Broncos, as we mentioned, Monday's practice, the DNP list that did not participate, Garrett Bowles, dealing with personal matters still. So we're expected to see him in minicamp next week when it becomes mandatory, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. Bobby Massey's dealing with a little bit of a peck strain. So one of the Broncos' offensive tackle additions that they brought in, obviously not there to get reps in during the OTA period. And as we mentioned too, the introduction of 11 on 11 means that the linemen, they're not doing much. They got bags and it's slower, it's slower pace for them. So really you're not able to pull, you're not able to do all this stuff, but it's just a reactionary drill for the offensive lineman, the D lineman, but for the DBs, the skill players, it's full go. Uh, Noah Fant, he did not participate in Monday's practice. He had wisdom teeth surgery over the weekend. So it's a little bit of a process, and Vic joked with him a little bit. You're going to hear about that a little bit later on as we get a little bit deeper into today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And then Tim Patrick dealing with a little bit of a hamstring strain, according to Vic Fangio. But Vic said that he could have practiced, but they decided to be cautious with it, hold him out. So really the Broncos not really trying to throw anybody into the fire just yet, especially as mandatory minicamp comes up next week. More than likely, Tim Patrick's going to be fine. He'll be ready to go there. Same thing with KJ Hamler. We expect him to be full go for uh, training camp and, and obviously mini camp as well because those are the most important parts. They're going to have the mini camp portion. They're going to have time off, report for training camp, and it's full go for the rest of the way. Broncos football is almost back, ladies and gentlemen. But let's go over some reports from Monday's practice. Obviously, on social media, if you were watching all throughout the day as uh, some of the media updates were being thrown in, some 7-on-7 reps, some 11-on-11 reps. Uh, you know, Drew Locke's first passing rep was intercepted. Apparently, the ball had slipped out of his hands when he went to do a pump fake. And Broncos outside linebacker Malik Reed had intercepted it. And, of course, everybody is putting it under the microscope. And we're going to hear from Vic Fangio as to maybe why people shouldn't read too much into what happens in practice so far this early on in the offseason. We're going to get into that a little bit later on the show. But Justin Simmons had an interception on the day as well. He was able to make plays. And, obviously, that's great news to considering that the Broncos secondary right now. There's some rave reviews. Kyle Fuller returned to practice on Monday for the Broncos. And then Jamar Johnson, one of the Broncos rookie additions in this year's NFL draft, he had an interception as well. And Vic Fangio said that he needs to improve on his tackling. He needs to be better at tackling in the NFL than he was at college. So room to grow for the Broncos rookie. But a ball hawk he is, and that is evident on the tape. So for the most part, Teddy Bridgewater had an accurate day. Some of the short to intermediate routes. Drew Locke had an off day on Monday. We'll see how things go. There's still two more practices this week on Thursday and Friday. We'll have complete coverage here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. He's going to give his thoughts on what he expects from Alexander Johnson, what he would like him to do this upcoming season. Drew Locke, whether or not Drew Locke is second-guessing himself so far in practice, what is his analysis on the situation, and should people overreact or magnify everything in quarterback competition so far in OTAs, folks? in the final week of OTs. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, Stat Hero, and our good friends over there at Built Bar. And with Stat Hero, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you, and you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. In my personal experience with daily fantasy sportsbooks, sometimes I feel like I put money on what I feel like is a sure thing, 
but I feel led astray. I don't feel that way here with Stat Hero. So because you are in total control and Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds by going to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, stathero.com slash Locked on. And our good friends over there at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, folks. And you know my go-to every single day. It's peanut butter brownie. They have nine amazing, delicious flavors in the occasional limited time flavor. And I love Bilt Bar because it tastes legitimately like a candy bar because the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew in comparison to other protein bars out there on the market. Not to mention, I indulge in a delicious treat while also eating something that is healthy for me. Yes, folks, chocolate and health. That is Built Bar. Built Bars are healthy for you. They contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com. And when you go to checkout, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's LOCKED15. Promo code at BuiltBar.com. And just a reminder, as we continue on with today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, if you ever want to get in touch with me, you want to talk Broncos football with me one-on-one, my email is Cody at CodyWorkNFL.com. My DMs on Twitter at CodyWorkNFL are always open, plus the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You can message me, reach out to me from there. I love interacting with everybody in Broncos country. Also here in the comment section down below, if you have a Broncos question, don't hesitate to ask. That's why I'm here every single day for that. So let's get into uh, Vic Fangio's press conference from Monday. Just some interesting tidbits as well in terms of his thoughts. And, and anytime after a practice concludes, you always want to hear what the head coach is thinking because he's sitting there, he's observing everything. And obviously there's some delegation with offensive coordinators. He is the defensive guy. You know, he might be delegating a little bit more this year to Ed Donatel. But for Vic Fangio, one of the things he was asked about pertaining to Monday's practice, obviously we talked about Drew Locke's interception a little bit earlier. What did he think about the Broncos quarterback so far in practice with their 11-11 period as it was the first session that they had installing with adding the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman to the mix. How did the quarterbacks do in general? Overall, it was good. I mean, I saw that we had a, um, a pick or two on defense. Not even sure who threw it yet. I watched the tape. But uh, it was good to get 11 on 11. We just um, did about uh, 20 plays of team. Kept the same amount of numbers we've been doing as far as plays go. And we just did a little less skelly. But it was good. It's the... Um, Obviously really good for the lines to get involved. It's really good for the defense to um, have to figure out if it's a run or a pass. The most fundamental important thing you have to do on defense. So it was great work. I was pleased with it. I'll take a look at the tape and see how it looked totally. And something that Vic Fangio mentioned there, he mentioned about the defense having to learn whether or not it's a run or a pass. Well, in seven on seven, it's a passing drill. So, you know, every single time it is a pass. When you add in the offensive lineman, it keeps you honest. And for the linebackers, one of their main keys is taking their run step or their read step. So for initially the inside linebackers, they are keying the guard, either the left guard or the right guard. They're watching what they do. If they come up high, more than likely it's pass. If they're step down or if they attack at a lower leverage, more than likely it's a run play or if they pull it could be a run play, but then with the introduction of RPOs, you do see some pulling action and passing plays. It's just one of those tough concepts, but you have to keep the uh, the defense honest for the most part there. But in terms of the Broncos practice, several players that did miss out. Tim Patrick, a hamstring strain. Noah Fant with some wisdom teeth. But Vic Fangio had a nice little dig at Noah Fant as it pertains to him getting his wisdom teeth removed. And what Vic was able to do the time he got his wisdom teeth removed. Uh Got a very, very slight uh, hamstring. He probably could have practiced. We uh, 
just decided to not practice him. And uh, Noah Fant had his uh, wisdom teeth out on uh, Friday or Saturday, and I was still feeling some discomfort from that. I know when I had my wisdom teeth out in the morning, I was out playing golf two days later. So I'm going to have to talk to Noah about that. And obviously a nice little jab there from uh, Vic Fangio. He actually corrected it in that press conference. He said it was two hours after he had wisdom teeth surgery. But, you know, for the most part, if you've ever had that, you know that your mouth, I mean, you swell up like a balloon. Uh, it's even worse if you have your wisdom teeth taken out when you're awake. I've had that unfortunate experience. I hope no one ever has to go through that. But uh, no offense expected to be back at minicamp next week. Tim Patrick expected to participate in minicamp as well. But the next subject of our focus here is going to be a Broncos inside linebacker, Alexander Johnson. And look, he's really risen onto the scene since he got more playing time in 2019. And he was really on the bubble. I don't think many people know that Alexander Johnson was on the bubble for the Broncos roster in camp. He was able to secure a spot, and then whatever he did with that opportunity, getting on the field, he made the most of it. But there's still areas he needs to improve. And Vic Fangio had some pretty interesting comments on Alexander Johnson in terms of the fact that sometimes he freelances on defense, and he'd like him to get away from that a little bit. Looking for him to be more of a an assignment and technique conscious and fundamental player. You know, he's um, at times. Um, can get stray a little bit from the exact way the coaches are being um, telling them what to do. He fits into that other category. You know, you don't want the guys that only do what the coaches say, and you don't want the guys that, uh, you know, don't do what the coaches say. And he's leaning towards the uh, too much of the other right now in his career. And we've got to get him more dialed in. And when he does, and we find that happy medium he'll even be a lot better and you can make the assumption sometimes if you watch film you see alexander johnson shoot a certain gap now we're going to hear from alexander johnson coming up here in a little bit he actually touches on and kind of gives a little bit of rebuttal but he even says that yeah you know sometimes i I try to do a little bit too much i i know that i have safety help over the top i need to trust he's going to do his job sometimes i shoot the gap and try to make a play happen but alexander johnson when you can learn to play within the confines of the playbook and not to say that that's a knock on alexander johnson he's just a hustle guy he's an energizer bunny we've all seen it we love his energetic personality on the field and i think it's okay at times to be able to say okay hey look you know sometimes he doesn't always do his job sometimes he tries to do everybody else's job which you see that normally in the NFL with a lot of players, but it's something that Alexander Johnson within Vic Fangio's defense, he has to correct. And speaking of defense, somebody who has familiarity with Vic Fangio's defense made his return to practice on Monday, made his official Broncos debut, and that's Kyle Fuller. Here's what Vic Fangio had to say about seeing Kyle Fuller for the first time in a long time. It will be. Um, I mean, I saw Kyle he happened to walk in the building today at the same time, and I saw him in meeting and then saw him out in the field. So, I mean – I've seen him just a little bit more than you guys have, but uh, he should have a very, very fast learning curve. Um, there's obviously some things we're doing here that we didn't do there and some things that he hadn't heard in a couple of years, but uh, overall it should be about as easy as it can be for a new player. Obviously picking up the new terminology is going to be key, but the fundamental aspect is there. And obviously Kyle Fuller has a really great relationship with Bryce Callahan, who's been in the system for the last couple of years. And that defensive back unit, I mean, it is filled with depth. So we'll see how Kyle Fuller fits in along the way, what he can do, what he can add to the Broncos defense. It's great to be able to see him back at the team facility, getting acclimated with his teammates, the voluntary part. We're seeing a lot of players around the NFL 
come this week, starting to report ahead of next week's mandatory minicamp. Obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We're not going to spend too much time focusing on that, but, you know, you can read into that for what it may be. But one of the things we want to get into before we get into our next portion of hearing from Alexander Johnson, Vic Fangio was asked about Drew Locke, and according to some reports from Monday's practice, sometimes it seems like he might be second-guessing himself. Does Vic Fangio notice that within his third-year quarterback? Really? Um, you know, I think it's too early to come to any conclusions one way or the other, um, even a small conclusion. You know, Mike and uh, Pat are, will work, them, work with him on that stuff, and um, I'm not worried about it at this point. And you're going to see it throughout training camp, throughout mandatory minicamp. Any interception, any error is going to be put under the microscope even bigger. But let's not blow things up. Let's take a look at how things are. We'll give our analysis. The Broncos, what they've been doing, they're formulating every single play, every snap that every quarterback's taking. They have film cut-ups of that, and they're going to build that all throughout this entire offseason into, into preseason throughout training camp, and you're going to see – through that process, who has the most efficient overall productivity body of work? They will more than likely get the job as the starter. We don't know who it's going to be yet, but it's something we're going to continue to monitor. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Alexander Johnson. He's going to respond a little bit to what Vic Fangio had to say, and he also talks on some of his goals for the 2021 NFL season. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Reliable service. And not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, you get everything that you need delivered directly to your doorstep. It's super convenient for you, especially if you go to your local chain store and they may not have the prices or the parts for your vehicle that you are looking for. RockAuto.com, their prices are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers and their unique catalog makes it super easy to find the parts that you need for your vehicle, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. You can search based on year, make, model. You get to choose the brand, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. So why spend up to twice as much elsewhere when you can get all the parts that you need at rockauto.com? So go to rockauto.com right now. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com It's a big season ahead for Broncos inside linebacker Alexander Johnson. And before we get into a little bit of his comments from Monday's post-practice press conference following day one of OTAs, I want to tell you guys about the Locked On Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Adez and Matt Moore's the Denver Nuggets are in the playoffs against the Phoenix Suns round two. How are they doing? What adjustments can they make? Will Will Barton or P.J. Dozier make the return anytime soon? Check out Adam Adez, Matt Moore, not to mention the Locked On Avalanche podcast as the Avs are still engaged in a battle with the Vegas Golden Knights. And host Chris Maselli brings you all the action on the ice with your Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're a Colorado sports fan, you need to make sure that you are locked on to those shows, not to mention Locked On Broncos every single day, all year long here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But let's get into our conversation about Alexander Johnson. Met with the media Monday after practice. And for Alexander Johnson, seeing where he's come from 2019 all the way to now in 2021, it'll be his third season as a starter or a projected starter. Nothing's guaranteed yet because anything can happen in training camp when you have young guys like Justin Sternid, Baron Browning pushing you. We haven't seen much of Baron Browning just yet because he's got that lower leg injury he suffered at Broncos rookie minicamp a couple weeks ago. But Justin Stern is having really great OTAs and is expected to have a really good training camp for the team. So we're going to see a lot of action in the preseason from him. And so there, nothing is guaranteed in terms of starters just yet. Alexander Johnson in his press conference did know. He said, you know, Josie Jewell and I were the starters. I mean, that may be the case right now in terms of them getting the starter reps and OTAs and some of the 11 on 11. But the Broncos, Reggie Herring, they are rotating in Justin Stern at the inside backer position. So I think that depends on who has the better preseason, the better training camp, makes more plays. 
And obviously it fits into what Vic Fangio wants to do in terms of schematics. If the Broncos want to have more of a speed dynamic, more than likely maybe in the dime package, Justin Sternod might be the best fit for the Broncos from a coverage linebacker dynamic, not to mention with all the added DBs and obviously the pass rushers on the outside, that might be the best fit for the Broncos defense. But we're going to see how things play out. We obviously can't report too much on personnel groupings in terms of media practices. Obviously, that's something uh, you know we can't touch on, but we'll see in preseason. We'll see in a lot of other things there. But let's get into Alexander Johnson's comments from his post-practice presser at the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado, really touching on what his goals are for this upcoming season for the Denver Broncos. What does he want to do what does he want to accomplish? Being the best inside linebacker in the league, and hopefully you only can show that by the stats. So I got to accumulate more interceptions. I got to accumulate more forced fumbles and generate more, more takeovers. And I feel like that will be able to put me over top as one of the best. And I would say in his limited sample size, too, he's had opportunities to intercept the ball. He's had a couple of dropped INTs. Uh, he's had a forced fumble. He's forced some fumbles there. But I do like what he said there. Being able to generate more takeaways, he's going to get more respect as an inside linebacker, and he might get consideration to be one of the NFL's top inside backers if he can force takeaways at the rate that he projects or that usually you see from really great inside linebackers. Now, not to say the lack of takeaways doesn't you know mean that he's not a great linebacker, but the Broncos defense has really struggled in that regard. They've had opportunities to take the football away and it slipped through their fingertips a little bit or through their hands in these cases. And while he's had massive tackles for loss countless times against very good players, we've got to be able to see him take the football away and impact the game in that manner. We're going to see the Broncos blitz him a lot, which is going to be great. But in terms of other things from a fundamental standpoint, his on-field technique, what are some things that Alexander Johnson feels that he can improve on himself? Pretty much everything in my game. Obviously, each year you can improve on the little things, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things as far as at this level. It's like it's only you have to improve on the little things to really elevate to the big things that you want. So it's like staying square, knowing the right leverage to let a guy go in or out, simple things like that but can add up to big plays. And in terms of leverage or staying square, one of the things you'll see often at times in pursuit angles, if a, and a run is going to the outside, if it's going to the left or right, he's got to make sure he's got a leverage, he's got a square base so he doesn't over-pursue. Now, sometimes you see linebackers try to take an angle. Usually you want to say about a 45-degree angle is the peak angle they're going to take in terms of pursuit because they're not responsible for being the farthest guy on the outside. If the quarterback does his job against run support, forces the running back inside, Alexander Johnson ideally should be there for the cutback, which we see a lot of, but it depends on the Broncos scheme. And sometimes Alexander Johnson will shoot the wrong gap if it's open to kind of create a play and maybe cause a little bit of chaos. And he's had success with it. He's gotten away with it, but Vic Fangio did mention it's something he would like to see him improve on this upcoming season. As it pertains to Vic Fangio's comments that he had made, here's Alexander Johnson's reaction when we talk about technique or fundamentals or doing your job. A little bit of insight to how Alexander Johnson thinks when he's on the field and also seeing it from coach's perspective. I feel like I'm pretty sound and I'm pretty technique already. I feel like uh, he maybe said that over some of the mistakes I made last year. But those just came with inside playing the game with me instead of just doing my job, trying to help out or fall into another gap. If I see a gap open instead of just sticking into where I this is my job, stick to my job and let the, let, let the other guys, let the other stuff play out. But far as wise, technique wise is something that I know I want to improve on as far as what I was just saying earlier. All right. I know I got help over top from a safety on this leverage. Let me slide out to the outside leverage to make the running back go inside or make them go outside on different formations and 
coverages. And there are so many intricate natures to the game of football, not to mention defense. Vic Fangio's defense, we know, often at times is deep, very complicated. Uh, you know, it looks simple when you look at a too high safety look, but the different rotations, the drop downs, coverage responsibilities, how they change when you can run man coverage on one side of the field, zone to the other. How does it change the inside linebacker's responsibility? All of that Alexander Johnson has to know. Now, one thing he said, he does believe in himself as being a leader on the team. He's always viewed himself as one of the key leaders for the Broncos defensively. That's going to have to take a next step up this upcoming season. But I think the expectations are very high for Alexander Johnson, not only just for himself, but I think for the Broncos organization, they really want to see what he can do. Not to mention, you know, I think that there's a, a narrative out there, a myth that, you know, yes, the Broncos historically over the last few years, they've struggled covering tight ends, but but you don't necessarily have these linebackers that are assigned to cover a tight end one-on-one. In Vic Fangio's defense, Broncos inside backers never really had a man coverage responsibility about 98% of the time against tight ends. Most of the time, their coverage responsibility involves covering a running back out of the backfield. If the running back, if there's a shotgun formation, if the running back to the right side of the field swings out or releases to the right side, that linebacker to that side has that guy in man coverage responsibility. Now, if it's zone coverage, Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell, they'll take their run step and they're going to spot drop to the middle hook to curl or the curl to flat, depending on where they're at, what ball, what placement of the hash the ball is on. That's how things adjust there for the linebackers. But they haven't really found themselves in one-on-one situations. Now in zone coverage, they're going to have the intermingle kind of relationship with tight ends. When we look at the Broncos playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, if they're the inside backers and they're dropping that middle part of the field, if Travis Kelsey sits in one of those soft spots or in the snag concept, they're going to have to respond to that, especially as it comes to the middle hook or that hook to curl the curl to flat. Either of those responsibilities, they have to be able to get out there. And I think Alexander Johnson, he's not bad in coverage, by the way. I think he's done a pretty good job. Josie Jewell was deceptively good last year for the Broncos, but I think when you look at the common offense around the National Football League, you are better served when you have guys that are fast and also can track sideline to sideline. That's where Justin Sternid comes in from Wake Forest. I'm super stoked to see what he could be able to do this upcoming season. And especially in the preseason, we're going to get a lot more action. Now, the hope is that everybody can stay healthy throughout training camp. That's going to be the biggest key, but Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, they're projected to be the starters, but don't be surprised if Justin Sternis sneaks in and kind of pushes one of those players, whether it be Alexander Johnson, whether it be Josie Jewell. Broncos country, let me know what your thoughts are about the Broncos inside backer position in the comments section down below on YouTube or tweet me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, or you can email me Cody at CodyWorkNFL.com. I love interacting with everybody in Broncos country, but make sure that you make Lockdown Broncos your daily go-to when it comes to Broncos news, coverage, analysis, and breakdowns. We do it five days a week here on the Lockdown Podcast Network all year long. And like I said, I include you in the fans. You don't have to pay for anything in order to interact with me. Let me know how I can help you. If you ever want to do a film breakdown one-on-one, like I said, the email is in the description. Also on Twitter, let me know. Pop into my DMs. I'd be happy to talk Broncos football with anybody and everybody. But that'll do it for today's episode of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back for a brand new episode tomorrow. The Broncos practice will conclude. We're going to hear from various players in media sessions as well. We'll have a complete recap and breakdown here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. We'll see you tomorrow.